Good morning, this is Steve Sines, your ATL Sherpa. It is Sunday, October 2nd, 2022, and fall is in the air. Uh, Welcome to another edition of my podcast and newsletter. It's called Exploring Atlanta, and uh, it lives on Substack, which is a podcasting uh, platform. And you'll find the newsletter at um, atlsherpa.com. That link will take you right to uh, my Substack podcast and newsletter. So I've got a lot to cover, so I want to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, I'm calling this one Falling in Love with ATL. And the subtitle is Cultivating a Deeper Connection with the City We All Call Home. And uh, I'll explain what that means uh, in just a minute, but I want to just briefly share with you what I'm going to cover uh, in the time that I have with you this morning. Uh, there's actually five things. And by the way, the email contains um, an outline that I'm going to follow. So it might help if you're in front of a computer or you're in front of your phone. Uh, and if you're in a position to follow along, that might help. Um, and the reason is, I'm I'm suggesting that is that this particular email, this particular newsletter is got dozens and dozens of hyperlinks that are all critical to enjoying the things that I'm going to be sharing with you. Uh, The the events, some of the suggestions that I have and some of the photos that I'm sharing. So if you, if you don't, if you want to listen to this, maybe while you're running or, or driving or something, that's fine, but be sure to go back and, and and check the newsletter itself because this one in particular has a lot of really good hyperlinks uh, that I that I think you'll enjoy. So here's what we're going to cover: five things. I want to unpack that that notion of cultivating a deeper connection with the city we all call home. The second thing is I want to tell you about a new podcast and a website that I just launched yesterday called the Atlanta Real Estate Report. Um, It's free. Um, You can subscribe now and the link is right here. Um, Very excited about this this new project. Uh, This is a subject, well, all the things that affect the real estate market, whether it's economics, demographics, uh, finance, uh, building, you know, a development, all the things that impact the local real estate market are things that I'm very passionate about. So I, I hope you'll subscribe. I hope you'll take a look. Uh, the website's got a lot of really good content on it. Uh, if you you or anybody you know, um, you know, is interested in the, in the local real estate market, uh, please uh, subscribe to the Atlanta Real Estate Report. The website, by the way, is atlrer.com. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. Third thing, uh, briefly, I'm going to tell you about some upcoming events. Uh, I've got two walking tours that uh, are coming up. Those are public, uh, and those will be my last two tours, my, my last two public tours ever. Um, both are, are related to the Battle of Atlanta, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I've also added two additional events that are for premium subscribers only. These are kind of fall adventures in North Georgia. Um, both involve a hike, an outdoor hike in some beautiful wilderness areas. And then uh, they also involve lunch 
and some visits to some of the wineries up uh, in North Georgia. So if you're a premium subscriber, um, you will receive the links to, to register for those um, events separately. Um, and if you are not a premium subscriber, but you want to go, you can upgrade your membership at any time or your subscription, I should say. And it's $5 a month for a premium subscription. So uh, feel free to do that. And then that will give you access to these two other events. Uh, one of them is coming up on um, October 29th, which is a Saturday. And the other uh, other one for premium subscribers is coming up on November 10th, which is a Thursday the, both of them should be a lot of fun. Fourth thing that I'm going to cover in this episode is I want to give you a quick update on the Sherpa Cafe update. This is another podcast that goes out mid-month, and uh, this one is also for premium subscriber, but I want to share with you something that, that everyone should, should know about. And then the last and, and probably the, the, the topic that I'm the most excited about, and I think you'll probably find it uh, maybe the, the most fun is this last one, which I call 10 Outdoor Adventures for Those Who Really Want to Experience the Fall Colors. And I hope you'll stick stick uh, with me here to, to that part, uh, or you can certainly uh, jump ahead. I'll put the timestamps right here in the in the newsletter, uh, in the email, so you can jump uh, to, to the, that part of the audio. But uh, I've got some really good stuff for you um, that have been um, scoping out and doing recon missions on for you. So I hope you'll, you'll take a look at that and, and share that as, as well with your friends. So let me, let me just sort of jump to this first concept, if you will, or, or topic. Um, and it's, it's this, this notion of cultivating a deeper connection with the city we call home. And I want to, um, share with you i'm gonna i'm gonna read to you just two sh quick paragraphs from a blog post that i did um back in january of 2021 about the time i was starting um the atl sherpa uh, newsletters it goes like this i have come to realize that some people were put on this planet to explore these folks tend to be adventurous curious and enlightened they like to learn and discover new things. Weather permitting, they prefer to be outside. They feel a special connection with nature and almost always with animals. Explorers have a healthy respect for history and the people who occupied this area before we arrived, long before we arrived. If you are one of those people, we are kindred spirits. As a fellow explorer, I would like to invite you to join me on this treasure hunt. Let's explore ATL together. Let's uncover the hidden treasures that are all around us. I will be your guide, your virtual Sherpa, if you will. I will help you connect with ATL on a deeper level, a more meaningful level. In so doing, you will develop a greater appreciation for this city. You will also acquire some new skills that you can use to help others uncover the hidden treasures that ATL has to offer. In time, you too may become a Sherpa. I sure hope so. I wrote that back in January of 2021 to convey what I was 
thinking and feeling at the time about what I was doing with ATL Sherpa, but most importantly, what I was hoping to share with you and, and impart on you. And that is this, this idea of connecting with the city at a deeper level. Uh, the reason I, I sort of dusted this off and, and sort of brought it back out of, out of mothballs um, is that I came across a very similar line in a, in a blog post that I read after joining the Appalachian Trail Conservancy a couple of weeks ago. And when I got my new member package, I, I, I read this wonderful blog post, um, which, which I'll link here in the email. And the, the woman that, that wrote that blog post um, on, on behalf of the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, she, she was a freelance writer, basically sort of put forth this, this concept, but almost a, like a mission that one of the things that the Conservancy wanted to do was to challenge people to develop a deeper connection with the trail. And it reminded me of these, of this paragraph that, uh, these two paragraphs that I just read to you, which, which I wrote again, back in January of 2021, it's the same concept. And so I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to do here is challenge you to cultivate a deeper connection with Atlanta the city that you choose to call home or chose to call home and the city that you presumably care about and, and maybe even love. Uh, so that, that's, that's sort of my challenge to you here today and, and ongoing. And uh, it's, it's what I've, it's what I've tried to do really from the beginning when I started doing tours back in 2014. And then certainly through all my writings and websites and all that the the way the methodology that i have come up with the best one that i've come up with to help people develop a deeper connection with the city is to is to connect with the city's past present and future and and that should sound familiar that's my mission my mission from day 1 has always been to help residents and visitors connect with atlanta's past present and future that is how you cultivate, that is how you achieve a deeper connection with the city. So uh, with that sort of conceptual framework here, uh, let me uh, point out a couple of images. There's some really stunning images and photographs and some great videos in this, in this newsletter. So I hope you'll go back and, and, and take your time uh, to, to explore the newsletter itself. The first one, is a stunning photo, if you will, and I, I, I uh, if if I may, but it's because of the light. I mean, I, I just, I just, you know, took out my phone and snapped the photo. A, I've got a great phone, and my Samsung takes great photos. But B, the light was amazing here, and this is on the Georgia Tech campus. Um, it's called continuing the conversation. And this is almost a metaphor for what I'm talking about here, this idea of cultivating a deeper relationship. 
on a couple different levels. Okay. This is a stunning sculpture and I've, I've given you the background on it. There is two women sitting in these chairs. These are massive concrete. These are life-size two women sitting at these little massive concrete chairs out in this open square and it's Rosa Parks in both chairs. But in one chair, she's 42 years old. And in the other chair, she's 92 years old. And she is having a conversation with herself. Uh, and by the way, she died at 92. And when she was 42 was, was that year that she, um, you know, did her, her courageous act on the, on the Montgomery bus boycott, you know, that, that, that world famous, uh, uh, refusal to, to, to sit in the back of the bus. And so this 50 year span, um, the, the sculpture came up with this concept of what the 92 year old would say to the 42 year old or vice versa. And it's called continued conversation. So she's developing a deeper connection with herself. This is a very profound sculpture. And when you're in its presence, it, it, it's, it hits you to the core. It really, really does. And so uh, I wanted to share that photo with you and, and sort of use that as a metaphor for this idea of connecting at a deeper level. And, and the other uh, angle here is that uh, I had no idea this sculpture was there and I would never have seen it if it wasn't for a friend of mine, uh, Cervanti Mecca, who, who has been a, a member and a, an explorer for, with me for many, many years and a friend who led a tour for a group of us on the Georgia Tech campus. And had we not taken that tour, had it not been for Cervanti, I would never have even known this was there. So here again, developing this deeper connection, you, you've got to make an effort. And, and, and I'm challenging you to make an effort and I'm going to, I'm going to go through some things that you can do specific, uh, sort of calls to action to develop a deeper connection with the city. Uh, but one of them is you, you've got to make an effort, uh, and you've got to make the time, which is what I'm going to get to in a minute here. Okay. So, um, there's another image in here. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the one it's a it's a it's a shot of Peachtree Street right down there by Woodruff Park. I took this one on a pretty crisp morning. You can see how clear it is. But if you notice something very peculiar, there is no one there's a couple of people sitting it over on the right there by Woodruff Park, but there's not a single car nor a single human being on Peachtree Street. And I'm, you can see the Flatiron Building and the Georgia Pacific Building in the distance right there. Okay, The reason there's nobody on the streets is that I was out at about 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning, Okay, which is one of the things I'm going to suggest here in a minute about how to, how to connect with the city on a deeper level. That's the time to go and explore areas like this when there's nobody out there. You have the city to yourself, and it is magnificent. Uh, so uh, let me just give you some bullet points. So I, you know, in, in the newsletter, if you scroll down a little bit under the under the picture of the Peachtree Street, um, 
I say, but how? How do you connect at a deeper level? Well, here's here's some suggestions. These are things I've been doing for years. First of all, you have to make time to explore. You you have to put it on your calendar, which is what I do. Like when I used to go out and do my recon missions for my tours, which I always did. I, I, I did a, a recon mission for just about every tour I ever led, meaning I went out a week or two beforehand, at least once to go out and basically do the whole tour and, and just and take photos and make notes about what my guests were going to be seeing, you know, when, when I did the tour. And so I'd put those on the calendar. I'd, I'd schedule those on my calendar. And even to this day, like when I do my hiking, I put, I put it on my calendar. You, you have to make time for your leisure activity and for your, and for your exploring. The second thing, um, I would recommend exploring physically and virtually, meaning go out there in person, go out in the field and, and do it in person. That's, that's the, the, the best way to really connect with the city. But there's a lot of things you can do on your computer that, would, that, that are going to enhance the physical exploration when you go out there. And specifically, I'm talking about learning about, you know, the history or, um, you know, cultural aspects of the city, uh, geography, demographics, other things that you can probably only learn by, you know, sitting down and, and, and going through the computer. So in a minute, you're going to see a link uh, in there. It's the next to the last bullet here in this section this for exploreatlmaps.com. Okay, that's that's sort of become my my main dashboard for all the websites and tours and maps and things that I've created over the years. It, I'm up to 23 different, uh, I call them adventures. Some of them are very elaborate websites. Some of them are these, you know, very elaborate tours like the Peachtree Street History and Architecture Walking Tour that, that have, you, you know, really, really significant amounts of content, historical background, geographical background, photos, images. So if you were to take the Peachtree Street History and Architecture Walking Tour online, if you were to go do and do the virtual tour that I've created on that website, and then were to go out and do the walk, the you know, the three, four mile walk from five points up to the, the High Museum, it would make so much of a difference. You would be astounded. I mean, it would it would enhance the experience probably by fivefold if you knew what it was you were going to be looking at and if you knew had a working understanding of the you know of Asa Candler and and who he was and what he did and what he achieved before you got to the Candler building right that that's what i mean so um you know if you really want to make this deeper connection you're going to have to work at it a little bit uh, but I've got, I've, you got all the tools out there. I've created all this for you. So if you'll just use this content and use these websites and go out and take these tours and use the maps that I've created, you can, you can do this. And, and so uh, the, another um, suggestion here is to do it in groups, invite some friends, become a Sherpa. I'm, I'm retiring. I'm retired. So somebody's got to, to, you know, take, take, the, the mantle here, take the baton. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm encouraging you. In fact, I'm challenging you to become a Sherpa, to, to lead people, use these tools that I've created to, to lead friends, colleagues, family on these tours. Um, 
because there's very few people out there exploring the city on foot like like I've done over, over the last uh, seven, eight years. Very, very few. There's a literally not, not even a handful of tour operators in this city. Like I can only think of about two or three. And, and, and nobody that I know of is doing these sort of deep dive historical and cultural tours that I've been doing for the last seven years. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's kind of a, a kind of a void or, or an opportunity, if you will, for someone to take the baton here and, and go forward. Walking is hands down the best way to connect with the city, right? You can bike, you can certainly drive, but if you really want to connect with the city, you got to walk through it. My next bullet is explore at night and early on weekends. And that was the point of that photo that I shared from Peachtree Street. A little further down, in fact, just below these bullets, is one of my favorite photos that I took in, of the Croc Street Tunnel. Notice, again, I'm, I'm standing basically in the middle of Wiley Street looking north through the Krog tunnel and there is not a soul in this photo not a bike not a scooter not a photographer not a model not anything not anybody not even a mouse and the reason it was about one o'clock in the morning on a weekday okay i used to you know walk around at that time of night exploring the city and i mean i i don't necessarily recommend walking around the city at one o'clock in the morning uh, alone, like I used to do, but but if you have a group of friends or a group of people, and, and maybe on a bike, um, or or driving around and getting out and walking around, you know, experiencing the Crog Tunnel at midnight or one o'clock in the morning with nobody around is will give you goosebumps, like it's giving me goosebumps right now. I've taken many walks through that tunnel at that time of night when it was completely empty and you got it all to yourself. I mean, this is mind blowing. You think this stuff is cool during the day. You should go do it at midnight. And so I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting that you go out and explore the city at different times of day. Early morning on the weekends, you have the city to yourself. You get out there at seven, eight, nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday, especially downtown, you literally will have the city to yourself completely. And so you can walk down the middle of Peachtree Street. You can take phenomenal photos without getting run over by car. Uh, you know, it's it's phenomenal. So to try that, mix it up a little bit. Um, get some friends and go out there and, and do this. Um, get out of your comfort zone is my next suggestion. And what I mean by that is go to some dive bars. Go. I, I, I took a group of friends to, to uh, Little Five Points a couple of weeks ago, actually last week. And I took them to the Euclid Avenue Yacht Club. I took them to the Corner Tavern, and then we stopped at the at the Star Bar, uh, at Little Vinyl down at, at Star Bar. And, and most of them had never been to any of those places, and they were they loved it. They loved it, right? They they got out of their comfort zone. It's a little edgy. It's a little funky. Uh, you know that's that's what Five Points. Little Five Points is, is all about. That's what those bars are all about. You know, as I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to some of Atlanta's most respectable dive bars. And, and those are some of them. The, the Euclid Avenue Yacht Club, if you've never been there, just do it. Just go. Hang out there. The food is actually very good. The people watching is even better. 
and it is it's just an epic epic place to go um you know tr- try some places go to blake's over on 10th street um you know and 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 hang out over there um in in that part of town for for a while go to zocalo walk over to zocalo and get something to eat you know get off the beaten path break your routines stop going to the restaurants you go to all the time stop going to the places you go all the time go explore another part of the city go look at something different something new hang out with new people hang out with people that don't look or sound or 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 like you or agree with you um that that's a a a great way to develop a more meaningful and deeper connection with the city uh again i i mentioned it there exploreatlmaps.com is is a is a basically a treasure chest that that you can use to uh to uncover all these things there's 23 adventures there'll be probably 25 or 30 by the end of the year i keep adding as i develop new websites and tours and maps and things this is sort of my dashboard where i where i i sort of house everything or launch everything and then the last suggestion here before we move on on how to connect with the city at a deeper level is to keep this framework in mind every time you go out to explore, make it your mission to connect with Atlanta's past, present, and future. I mean, consciously do that when you're out. Let's say you're in that downtown area by the Candler building. Study the past, learn about Acer Candler, learn about that building, when it was built. You're there, you're in the present marvel at the architecture, pay attention, look up, look at the detail, walk inside, go have a drink at by George. And then think about what's coming. Think about what's coming to that area in the future. And I've written extensively about that when I talked about the ring of fire, but read up on what's happening at underground Atlanta and South downtown and with Centennial Yards. Uh, and and now with the Five Points Marta Station, there's so much development activity that's taking place down there. That's the future. That's the future, right? So you can connect with the past, the present, and the future. It's very easy. You just have to consciously do it. So use that filter. Use that 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 uh, framework for exploring the city. And I think you're going to find that you are going to start enjoying the city, appreciating the city on a much deeper level, uh, which again is my challenge for you for, for not just the fall, but forever, for, for as long as you're going to be living in Atlanta. And then if you move, go to another city, use that same framework to explore the next city. So, okay, let me tell you a little bit about the Atlanta real estate report. I'm very excited about this. I'm going to let you listen because i just i launched this actually yesterday on october 1st it's a it's, it's a project basically called the atlanta real estate report and the project consists of two components one is a website which lives at atlrer.com atlrer.com already a lot of really cool stuff on there um everything from economic data 
to market conditions, to some videos that I've recorded over the years that I've had to dust off, but they're really like some of the tr like proposed transit stations for the Beltline. Uh, my Google Earth tour that I did when I developed the the, the Ring of Fire project, uh, the same with the Microsoft uh, announcement. I did a, a, a pretty extensive um, blog post and a couple of uh, presentations that I did, that I recorded, and I created a, a Google Earth tour to help people understand what was happening over there in the Upper West Side and the impact that a lot of this development was having. So all of that, all of that now lives on this website, atlrer.com. But in addition to that, there is a new podcast and newsletter. It's called the Atlanta Real Estate Report. That's the one that launched uh, yesterday on October 1st. And if you click on that link and on the image that, that it says, welcome to the Atlanta Real Estate Report here in the, in the newsletter and in, in the email, that will take you to my, that inaugural um, podcast, the, the first one. And in that podcast, I basically walk through what it is, why I'm doing it, why I'm doing it now, and all that good stuff. So I think you'll enjoy this. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is a, a topic that I'm very passionate about, uh, really, not just real estate in and of itself, but all of the things that, that affect the real estate market, economics, demographics, geopolitics, uh, all the things that are happening, the debt markets, the, the Fed monetary policy, you know, there, there's, I, I call it, it's kind of like a Rubik's cube of things that, that impact the real estate market. I mean, it's, it's a giant ecosystem. And as you know, the real estate market itself, the ecosystem, uh, it is a huge, huge chunk of, of the nation's GDP. So this is a very important industry. It's one I'm very passionate about. And I think you're going to really enjoy that. If you're even remotely interested in real estate uh, or involved in the industry, I think you'll enjoy this. So check out the Atlanta Real Estate Report. Okay, let me tell you about these upcoming events real quick here. Uh, I've already I've, I've sent out messages about these two public walking tours already a few times, but one of them is coming up um, on October 8th which uh, is a week from yesterday. So uh, it's called the Battle of Atlanta, Hood versus McPherson. And by the way, these are going to be my last two walking tours ever. Um, and 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 so I'm, I would encourage you to come on. These are going to be great tours. Uh, Battle of Atlanta is, is a fascinating tour and a fascinating story. Um, if you haven't heard it yet or haven't um, listened to it, the podcast that I sent out a couple of weeks ago that was under the podcast AT, uh, Sherpa Cafe, episode number 15, um, has a pretty good discussion about John Bell Hood and James Birdseye McPherson. And so that will really help you. If you're planning to come on this tour on October 8th, I would highly encourage you to listen to that podcast. And even if you can't come, I think you'll find it very interesting. But those were the two commanding generals. And we're going to talk about what happened uh, with the strategy of the battle, uh, Hood versus McPherson, a lot about the individuals themselves. And then we're going to talk about Hardy's Night March, which which was what uh, what happened on, on July 21st, leading up to the battle, which was July 22nd. And then we're going to go visit some of the sites over there in East Atlanta, where we're going to talk about 
um, and and visit uh, things that happened in the early part of of the of the Battle of Atlanta, which basically was the morning and and in, into the afternoon there uh, over in East Atlanta. Um, and then the other walking tour, the other public walking tour I'm going to do is McPherson's Last Ride, and that one's on November 19th. You can click on the links here that are in the newsletter, uh, this email, and those will take you to my Eventbrite page where you can get a lot more detail and register for these two walking tours. Okay, the other two events that I've added are for premium subscribers only. They're both uh, kind of North Georgia hike and winery tours, little adventures that I've created. One is on Saturday, October 29th. Um, we're going to go do part of the Appalachian Trail um, up at Woody Gap. Um, and, and then we're going to go and visit a winery uh, and have brunch afterwards. That's going to be a lot of fun. And that's a pretty strenuous hike, by the way, the one on the 29th. There's a much easier hike scheduled for November 10th, again, for premium subscribers only. Uh, we're going to head up to um, Smith Gall Woods, which is a st beautiful state park that's, that's, uh, that's a little off the beaten path. Uh, and, and same thing, a much easier hike. And then we're going to go uh, visit a winery or two afterwards and have some lunch uh, over in the Cleveland area. And that one's on November 10th. So um, if you want to go on those, become a premium subscriber. And you can do that by upgrading your subscription uh, it's five dollars a month for the for the premium subscription. Okay, Sherpa Cafe update. Um, new format uh, for those of you that are premium subscribers, you will will recognize that the name, the Sherpa Cafe. That was a, a a second podcast that I started in the depths of the pandemic when I had a lot of time. I was doing them weekly at the time, spending a couple days developing each of them. Uh, and, and, uh, so I, I don't have that much time anymore. So I'm, I, I, I paused the Sherpa cafe for, for several months and then I've resumed it recently, just a couple weeks ago, I, I sent out the latest episode, which is episode 15. That one is accessible to everyone. So if you haven't heard the, uh, episode 15 of the Sherpa cafe, I encourage you to click on the link here, listen to it again. You'll hear about hood versus McPherson. Um, and it's a really uh, interesting format. I'm using that same framework, connecting with Atlanta's past, present, and future to create the Sherpa Cafe podcast. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy that. Um, and um, they also have a new home. So all of the Sherpa Cafe podcasts now live on my main Substack page, which is atlsherpa.com. But they're now under their own link, and it's called the Sherpa Cafe. And if you look in the in the navigation bar at the top of the website at atlsherpa.com, you will see the link that says Sherpa Cafe, and all 15 episodes and all future episodes will be right there. Okay, so uh, another image, uh, a couple images there. There's a couple. It's a there's one a collage that I created of some McPherson related things. One of them is a is a marker, a historical marker, called the Death of McPherson. Um, we're going to see that one. That one is over on Memorial Drive, uh, very close to where he was shot off his horse. And there's a couple other pictures of him. One is a is an illustration that was done, uh, literally of him being shot and falling off of his horse. Uh, there is a 
a picture of the McPherson Monument in Washington, D.C. that I took uh, last year when I was in Washington. And that's pretty remarkable. Um, if you ever heard of McPherson Square, which is not too far from the capital of the United States, that's McPherson. That's James McPherson. Uh, Fort McPherson down uh, in the west side of Atlanta was named after uh, McPherson. So this is a very, very interesting man uh, who, who lived a very short life. He died at the age of 35 as a major general of the Indian Army. But anyway, that uh, that's the collage that's there. The next image is one of my favorite of all time. And I have taken, I don't know how many, got to be tens of thousands of photos in the last seven years. Uh, this one ranks right up there. Uh, I took this behind the Carter Center. It's the one with all the fall leaves. And um, this is actually one of the suggestions I have for the next section when I talk about the 10 adventures that you can use to fully experience the fall. Uh, this is a magnificent uh, view uh, you can see how high the Carter Center is. This is where Sherman watched the Battle of Atlanta, not from just a few feet away from this. Uh, but there's this beautiful tree, uh, the little pond over there that's 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 part of the Koi Pond. It's kind of a two-tiered pond there behind the Carter Center. And that is the view that you get if you stand just in the right place. And and uh, and I have uh, I have a link. If you click on that image, it'll take you to a link of a website that I created that has lots of photos of the grounds, the grounds, the back, uh, the, the outside of the Carter Center. There's even a map that there's a lot of things to see on the grounds of the Carter Center that you probably never even knew were there unless you walked it. And, you know, like one one hundredths of one percent of the people that live in Atlanta have walked around the Carter Center and I'm talking about out, outside. So uh, that's what that image is all about. All right. So let me get to the, uh, I think hopefully it's going to be the most useful and favorite part of this podcast for you. Uh, it's called 10 Outdoor Adventures for those who really want to experience the fall colors. Uh, and by the way, um, I don't know, probably a decade ago, it seems like now, it, it sort of occurred to me that November is the new October. Uh, it just seems like the fall colors peaked a little bit later and a little bit later, and uh, I'm it's I'm pretty sure they're going to peak in the last half of October, late maybe the last week of October through early to mid November, uh, maybe even into Thanksgiving. But that that cut right there, last week or two of October and the first two weeks of November, really uh, are when they usually peak. So that's that's what I'm suggesting here is the timing going out and doing all these things. So, I mean, why not? Let's, let's, let's take a challenge here. Do all 10 if you can in the next uh, 45 days. If not, do as many as you can. But the first one, I'm going to do a couple of easy ones for those of you that can't really hike too far or hike too high. And some of these involve some pretty strenuous hikes. So bear with me here. I've, I've done all of these uh, except the Tallulah Gorge hiking. I, I was there a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, but I didn't do any hiking, but I've done all the rest of them that I'm going to talk to you about. So I can give you some real good color. And I've included some videos. I've included three videos here. Uh, one of the Deep Dean Park that I that I shot several years ago. I think actually, I know when it was. It was during the pandemic when I was rehabbing, when I blew out my calf muscle, when I, I, I tore the you know what out of my calf muscle running up Stone Mountain at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I was basically 
out of commission for like six or seven weeks. When I first got back and started sort of gingerly walking on my leg, this is where I went. This is a therapeutic park. This is one of the my favorite places in all of Atlanta, Deep Dean Park. It's part of the Olmstead Linear Park over in Druid Hills. And that video, I got some phenomenal light again. Uh, middle of the week, middle of the day, I was traipsing through there, you know, hopping along on my on my leg, um, trying to trying to put some weight on my on my calf for the first time in like you know a month and a half or two months. And uh, I I got some great great photos and that video uh, there in the middle deep deep in deep Dean Park. The other two one uh, the other two videos one is a, a hike that I did to the top of Blood Mountain a couple months ago it was phenomenal. It's a pretty strenuous hike. The views are amazing and you'll see those in that video. And then the, the most recent hike that I did was Mount Yona, which is I would say a very strenuous hike uh, about two and a half hours round trip. Uh, it's basically straight up for two and a half miles. And I think it's about a 1500 foot elevation gain, but the views are breathtaking. I, I think this is my favorite hike that I've done in Georgia period to date. I mean, ever. So uh, anyway, let me, let me walk through these real quick, but you click on the links. This is where the links really come in handy in this, in this newsletter or the email. So if you're listening and you, and you are interested in any of these, go back into the newsletter or the email and click these links. In some cases, I've got links to the parks or whatever it is. And in some cases, I've given you links directly to the hiking trails, uh, which I think you'll find very, very helpful. So the first one is Explore the Carter Center Grounds. I've already talked about it. Go do it. Easy, fun. Go look for that tree. Have a ball. Take go to that website and pull and download the map for exploring the Carter Center grounds. You'll see it. Download that thing and go look for the moose and all the other things. There's some phenomenal artwork and sculptures on the grounds of the Carter Center, in addition to it being just a stunning piece of property. Number two, Olmstead Linear Park. If you don't know about it, click on that link, learn about it, learn about the history of Frederick Law Olmsted Sr., uh, learn about the history of Druid Hills, go walk that entire two miles plus, uh, go, there's six park segments, walk through all of them. Um, Deep Dean is the one that's closest to Decatur, that's the old growth forest. Um, there's a tree in there that, that predates the Revolutionary War, I'm not kidding you. Uh, and it is pretty phenomenal. Um, then number three is explore Stone Mountain. So most people climb Stone Mountain, right? One of the way, well, one of the, see, I blew out my calf muscle running up Stone Mountain. And I basically re-strengthened and reconditioned my legs by walking around Stone Mountain. And the, the hike, the trail that goes around Stone Mountain is much easier than climbing up because you're that you're really not climbing. Well, there is, now there is a part that's pretty steep over there. I think it's on the Southwest side, but anyway, the Cherokee trail rocks like literally and figuratively. Uh, it's a five mile loop that goes all the way around the mountain. It's beautiful. There's a lake on part of it. You go up part of it. You go through forest on part of it. You actually cross the, um, you know, the trail that goes to the top of the mountain, right? And and so you're going to see the people doing that. It crosses perpendicularly right at it there. 
but I would recommend taking the Cherokee trail around. It's great exercise and it's very, almost nobody on it. So you'll have the trail to yourself. Number four, Amicalola Falls State Park. I've been hiking up there a lot the last few months. Uh, most people take the stairs to get up to the top of the falls, which is basically just a cardio workout. Um, what I've been doing is I'm, I've been taking the East Ridge loop trail up to the top, cross over the top of the falls and come either go back down the stairs if you want to work on your quads or go down the other side. There's another trail that goes through the woods, so you don't have to go down the stairs at all. Uh, just have to look at the map there. But if you click on these links here, it's called the East Ridge Loop Trail. You will see the trail that goes through the woods to the top of the mountain there. Great workout. It's a And, and with, with the, the views from up there are phenomenal. So uh, one of the things you want to do, if you go to Amicola Falls State Park, after you finish hiking, go up to the lodge, <clears throat> which is up at the top there, just past the, the top of the falls. Go into the lodge. It's a hotel, basically. And go get a beer and go sit out or, you know, a tea or whatever it is you drink. Go out there and sit on their patio and take in the views. There are spectacular views of a valley below. And if you go when the, when the uh, leaves are changing, you will be rewarded. Now, you got to go during the week to these places, by the way. All these North Georgia hikes that I'm, that I'm suggesting here... You got to go during the week. If you go on the weekends, you're just you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to be battling crowds like like crazy. So go, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday if you can. Even Fridays are getting crowded up there. Uh, though I've noticed the wineries up near Dahlonega are are very very crowded on on Fridays. So people are getting out earlier, and there's just so many more people. All these people that are moving into the Atlanta area are using the North Georgia mountains and wineries and all these state parks here as their recreational outlets. And so they're, they're, you're getting to be a lot more, um, you, you used traveled. Uh, so the next one is a uh, number five, probably my favorite thing to do in North Georgia of all is to spend the night. I'm saying spend at least one night at the Lenfoot hike in. If, if that's a, that's a off the grid, kind of off the grid. It's it's a fantastic facility that's basically out in the wilderness. The only way to get there is to hike in. That's where it gets its name. It's five miles each way. Um, you want to take the hike in trail unless you want, if you want a really good workout, you take the approach trail, which is a much more steep climb, um, or you can do both. You can go on the hike in trail to get out to the Lenfoot hike in, spend the night or spend two nights and then come back on the approach trail, the, the Appalachian Trail uh, approach trail, which is if you come if you come back to Amicalola on the approach trail, it's mostly downhill. It's a lot easier. You go over Frosty Mountain and uh, Amicalola Mountain, and it's a it's a much easier hike uh, if you have time and if you're up for it. Spend a couple nights at the Lenfoot Hike Inn, um, hike up, spend the night on the second day, hike up to Springer Mountain and back to the Lenfoot Hike-In, spend a second night, and then come back to Amicalola Falls. Springer Mountain, if that doesn't sound familiar, is the southernmost, is the terminus, the southern terminus of the Appalachian Trail, the 2,200-mile uh, trail that goes all the way up to Maine. This area has become uh, pretty popular for hiking. Not, not pretty popular, very popular. 
um, lots of hikers and that are just going up on for the day, doing section hikes, doing through hikes all the way to Maine. Uh, although they're not starting uh, at this time of year, there are, some of them are coming back. There's some some are arriving in Georgia actually at this time of year. But look up the Lenfoot hike in. This is, I insist that you if you can hike five miles, and it's a you know it's kind of a moderate hike. I I insist that you go to the Lenfoot hike in. You you will never forget that experience, even if you just go up once. I've been I've been up there. I was there a couple of weeks ago. I'm going back in November for the leaf change. Uh, it is a spectacular place. Number six, hike up to Preacher's Rock. Uh, this is another fantastic hike, quite moderate. There's there's a the, the 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 last quarter mile or so is 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 a little steep, but the but the views when you get to Preacher's Rock. This is a one mile hike out on the Appalachian Trail itself, at, starting at Woody Gap, and I've got the links all in here. It's I, I consider it to be a a moderate hike. Uh, click on those links and you get all the details here. Number seven fantastic hike and this would be just uh, for the fall would be amazing uh it's to climb blood mountain uh blood mountain uh is the highest point that that the appalachian trail um reaches in the state of georgia i think it's like 43 4500 feet above sea level uh you you start uh on on another trail uh that's called um the Byron Reese Trail. And if you know where Neil Gap is, it's just north of Neil Gap. So you go, you drive up to Neil Gap um, and then you, again, you, you this one you have to do on a weekday or you won't be able to park. There's just a handful of parking spots at the trailhead for the Byron Reese Trail. And if you go during on the weekend, you, you'll, you won't be able to park. So go during the week. Um, number eight, climb Mount Yona. If you want a really, really good workout, you're going to have to be in some pretty good shape for this. Uh, it's probably, it's the most strenuous hike I've done so far here in Georgia. I did it just about a week ago. I've got a, a video right here that I've, that I've shot from the top. Uh, these are breathtaking views. Like these are spectacular views of the valley below. Uh, but it's a two and a half mile, 1500 foot you're basically going straight up for the first two and a half miles, um, and it's all rock. So you're on on very, and, and I mean rocks like of everything from pea gravel to twenty foot boulders. It is a stunning trail, but it's 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 rough. So uh, Mount Yona, and if you if you go to Mount Yona, then you have to go to the Yona Mountain Vineyards, which is on the other side of the mountain. And uh, and reward yourself with a glass of wine or or, or something to drink there, and just take in that mountain. Uh, and if you can't climb to, to the top of Mount Yona, go to the go to the Yona Mountain Vineyards anyway, and and go during if you want to go during during the during the fall peak here. Uh, again, you got to go on the weekdays. You got to go on the weekdays, y'all, or you're not going to be able. You 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 probably won't enjoy it if you go on the weekends because there all these places now are literally packed to capacity. Okay. Number nine, Tallulah Gorge State Park. Phenomenal place. Stunningly beautiful. Uh, the gorge is amazing. The river's amazing. I haven't done the hiking trails. That's on my list here, but I've, I've provided you with the link. I was at the park a couple of months ago, and I was very impressed with the interpretive center that they have about how they, uh, about the gorge itself. The Great Walinda, I think, walked across the gorge on a tight wire, stuff like that. This is just a few minutes south of Clayton, 
Georgia, the town of Clayton, which is a really up and coming North Georgia mountain town. Highly recommend if you can fit in a little exploring time for Clayton, maybe have lunch there. A uh, very, very cool little place there. And you're just a, a you know, few minutes from uh, North Carolina at that point. And then the last, number 10, last but not least, uh, and it's, it's a little touristy, but I'm going to tell you, this is a lot of fun. I've done it twice in the last six months. There's a, there's a train ride that you can take uh, fr from Blue Ridge up to um, Copper Hill, Tennessee. And it's called the Blue Ridge Scenic Railway. The whole, the whole excursion, I think, is about four hours. It's about an hour train ride up to this Copper Hill, Tennessee place, which is this tiny little town. They, they let you get off the train, and then you have two hours to explore that little town. And then it's a one-hour train ride back to Blue Ridge. So if Blue Ridge is a, is a bit of a, a drive, it's almost two, about an hour and 45 minutes to, from Atlanta, probably... If you can spend the night, it'd be better. Again, the weekends, no go. I mean, you, you can't even get near Blue Ridge on the weekends at this time of year. And it's going to be pretty crowded. You've got to book this train ride in advance. They sell it out even during the week. Um, this is a very, very uh, favorite um, sort of activity, particularly for seniors. But it's a lot of fun. It is a cool little train ride. It's kind of this old locomotive um that, that just chugs along um, the Tacoa River, which is just stunning. And with the leaf change, this should be breathtaking. There is, I'll give you a little uh, beer and foodie uh, kind of recommendation. If you go up there and you go to Copper Hill, there is a Cuban restaurant that is owned by the same people that, I don't remember the name of it, but they've, they've got one in Blue Ridge when they make some pretty legitimate Cuban sandwiches. So it's a Cuban family. I've met them. I've spoken to them. Uh, so have lunch there. That's just a suggestion. And then there's a brewery in Copper Hill, believe it or not. There's a little brewery and tasting room in Copper Hill, just a few feet away from the Cuban restaurant. By the way, all of this is just a couple, like 100 yards, 200 yards long. But explore the area, walk around Copper Hill, and then go out and have a beer, get yourself a flight. They actually make some pretty respectable beers. I think it's called the Copper Hill brewing company or something like that and that's right there on the main drag so a uh, lot of fun to be had up in north georgia uh all 10 of these suggestions uh will put you out in nature and it will it will allow you to really experience the fall colors up here which uh should be spectacular this year so anyway let's see i have gone 55 minutes how about that almost an hour, but, uh, I've enjoyed, uh, uh, you know, sharing all this information with you. Um, I hope you found it enjoyable yourself. More importantly, I hope you use this information to do what we talked about, cultivating a deeper connection with the city. Um, if you're interested in the Atlanta real estate report, uh, take a look at that, uh, share this, share this podcast, share this email with, with friends, uh, the more, the merrier, uh, we want to get people out exploring the city. There's, I don't think there's enough people out there taking tours and exploring the city. So I guess I'm asking for your help to, uh, to uh, pass the torch, as they say. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope, uh, hope you're healthy and, and enjoying this weather. And I look forward to seeing you uh, on another episode 
of exploring Atlanta or the Sherpa Cafe. This is Steve Sines, your ATL Sherpa. Have a good one.